Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Next, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help Ags improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001. I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 1998. Whoop. Well, we got a little story for you, Ags. Barry Moore, class of 05, Seth McKinney, class of 01, and Greg Jasper, class of 99, are three partners leading the success of Stafford Barrett. Stafford Barrett is a dynamic and a fast-growing commercial real estate brokerage headquartered right here in the center of the universe, also known as College Station. But while they not only have operations here in College Station, they, they have operations outside of the state of Texas, and they have their eyes set on world domination of the commercial real estate industry. So pass it back and listen up to Greg, Seth, and Barry as they share some really good bull. Well, Barry, Seth, and Greg, thank you so much for joining us. We are excited to celebrate with you, and congratulations on your Aggie 100 nominee 2021 first Aggie 100 win so far, uh, first of many. So thank you all so much for joining us uh, on Aggie Growth Hacks and allow us to just pick your brain and learn from you. Uh, both Chris and I um, are excited about this. this. is the first time we've had three partners on a single episode. So really excited to, to have you guys and to learn. So let's just jump right into it. You guys get the benefit along with us of of living in College Station. We, we live at the mothership, but we're not students, you know. So there are student certain things about student life being at A and M that we all miss. What what do y'all miss about it? And we just go right down the line. I think the freedom of being in school. <laughs> you know, you you just got out of high school, and it's like the most exciting time of your life, and you don't know what's ahead of you. You have no idea. It's just fun. You get to meet all these people and everything. And and then as you get older, of course, you you get your job and kids, so you don't have quite the freedom that you did back in college. But it's still great great place to live. Yeah. You know, I'm seeing my, my daughter go through it right now. This is her first year at A&M and she's meeting all these new people and that's a lot of fun. But personally, my, what I miss is being out on Kyle Field. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> that was the most fun aspect. So you weren't on Kyle Field a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I, I was. I was. That was good. It was like a bringing back memories. Yeah. I mean, I, I just miss uh, the, the student environment and the feeling that you have of being one of back, it used to be 40,000, 50,000, <laughs> yeah. 75,000. Um, but that was, you know, that's just a really cool thing to get to experience. And um, so I, I missed that. You know, I, I was one of those, I crammed four years into eight. And so good for uh, you. I'm sure that's tough. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Moore. And so, you know, but it is great living in town. You, you mentioned that when, when, we were talking about this question, we kind of get to experience a lot of that, you know, every weekend and letting, you know, having your kids go through that with you and experience that is just a cool thing. So totally agree. That's pretty awesome. So Barry specifically, I've, I've been told, you know, you're, you're, you're the guy for this. So yeah, I wore the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Stafford Barrett, you know, what you guys do and what makes y'all so passionate about, about it? Yeah. So Stafford Barrett is uh, we're a full service commercial real estate firm, which if you ask any commercial real estate firm, what they are, they say, well, we're a full service commercial real estate firm, um, but it's brokerage, property management, investment management is kind of what we do. Uh, you know, the thing that we, when we started the firm, we really felt like there was an opportunity for someone to come in and uh, provide the level of service that you get in a major market. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, we didn't know if it was, if it was happening here. And so really that's, I mean, when you ask what we're passionate about at service, you know, one of our core values is service to the point of subservience. Um, and so doing everything that we can, not just with a real estate transaction, but anything we can for our clients or our customers is really, I think if you ask anybody in our office, what 
what matters the most at service and you know what's something we pride ourselves in. That, that's got to take a lot of effort and focus on all three of the partners, though, to be able to provide education. You, you know what I mean? Because a lot of that things you're talking about, I, I don't. I'm not an investment guru. I, I don't know if is this a good return on my investment. So how do you how do you guys walk through and, and educate your clients on stuff? Well, I know that I've seen these guys do it many many times. Is that you, that you have to constantly be talking to people for free, and you never know if it's going to be paying off. But that's what that's what it takes. You I mean it's never a waste of time to be mm-hmm. talking to someone and learn what their need is and learn what how we can help them and. It's something that 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 they preach to the guys and the girls at the office that 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 that's what the job is. That's what you do. And at the end of the day, the transaction happens because of the time and effort you put in and the ability that they or the trust that they have in you and the, your ability to execute it. Yeah. Well, and and that to hold their hand through the whole process because right. it's it's not an easy wham bam process. I don't know. So, so you guys are one of the fastest growing Aggie-owned companies. You're one of the fastest growing locally companies with with the accolades that you got in the Brian Rotary 10 earlier this year. Was there a tipping point that you guys reached that really accelerated your growth or kind of kicked you into high gear? At the beginning, you know, it was all, it was the growing pains that any company goes through, right? And you get a group of guys all in the, the same room and the partners together and there are issues that happen, but we settled some early partnership issues and I'm, and I'm sorry right now, Matt and Jason couldn't be here as well, but we, we got through a lot of that. And then once that was settled, we were able to implement our plan to to the way that we wanted it, and then there were no more emotional issues and things like that. And it's not a it's not a it's not bagging on anyone in particular, but you go and you get the group, and everybody's moving in the same direction that you need to move, and everybody's buying into the process that you do and you, that you preach and that you tell every day, and and that's what these guys tell everyone. I mean, that, that's what they do. And I know Barry can speak more on it, and Greg as well. But I know that every day that they go in, it's 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 the things that that are best for the for the people that we represent and the company. Any entrepreneur will tell you it's people, right? Um, getting the right people on the bus uh, and in the right seats. Uh, we've been we've been fortunate that we've for now for several years we've had a really good core of folks that are totally bought into what we're about and our culture and and who we. We are. Um, it's a it's a really fun place to be. Our offices. We have a lot of fun, um, and you know, some it, we're not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think figuring that out and being okay. But that's with that, good that you know that. Yeah, being okay, not being okay with ever, not for everybody was a big thing for us, um, and helped us really helped I think accelerate us. Yeah, early on we we went what I call we we chewed up junior brokers, bring them in and just whoever would want to come, and we would just get them through the the meat grinder, and they wouldn't make it. Now we're a lot more selective about who we bring on and, and who we're going to invest our time in to training and, and, and teaching this business because it, it takes a long time to learn everything. And then setting up the, the processes and yeah. the accountability and the things that you measure, it's it's hard to figure out. We're not, we don't have it perfected yet. You know, we're still working on it every day, but you know, they've, they've done a great job at it. So there's a completely separate question from anything, you know, or completely off script, but a lot of what you're saying right now sounds a lot like EOS. Are y'all on EOS? We're like the worst uh, <laughs> EOS. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. But we, we, uh, we've struggled to really commit to it, but yeah, I mean, yes, absolutely. We've, it's a loose framework. Yeah, yeah. We've all, you know, suggestion. we've all read traction and, uh, and, you know, have kind of followed Gino Wickman and, um, through some stuff with strategic coach and Dan Sullivan, which is kind of where EOS 
came out of. Uh, we've done some stuff with with that organization, but uh, you know, I say yes, we're on EOS, but we're we're pretty bad at it. Stuff for Barrett style. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we make it work for us. But it's it's a framework, right? I mean, right. so yeah. you don't necessarily have to use absolutely everything in it. Yeah. So, um, so let's switch gears a little bit here and let's talk about you know what has been your absolute biggest challenge that you guys have faced so far and how have you overcome it? Well, I think it still comes back to to people and and finding the right finding the right people. This is a commercial real estate is a difficult business. I get, you know, I don't know if it's once a month, once every couple of months, whatever. I get some, you know, kid at A&M that's like, hey, I want to get into commercial real estate. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'll usually sit down with them, go to lunch, coffee or something. And, and I'm like, hey, you, you have to understand, you have to like getting kicked in the gut <laughs> every day multiple times and get right back up and just, I mean, you just cannot get down about anything in this business. If if you're down about it, you, you just won't make it. I mean, um, so that's kind of, it's one of the biggest challenges, finding people that can, that are just so tough skinned. I mean, we constantly ribbit each other, always on each other. And it's, it's kind of funny, but it's also just to make sure everyone is still like, if someone starts feeling good about themselves, <laughs> knock them right down. Because <laughs> if we don't do it, someone else yeah. will, you know. I'm doing yeah. this out of love. Yes. I love you. I, I, and we do, you know, some and we celebrate our guys. Don't get me wrong. They get a good deal. They get a big deal done. We celebrate them. But then it's the next day, like, what are you doing? You know, what? why did you do this? Why, you know, you're, you're right back on them. And and they know it. And the, the ones who are good know that you're doing it because and that's why we have such a good culture. We can go out and, you know, have a few drinks after work or something like that. And everyone's still friends. Everyone, no one takes it personally. Um, the people that take it personally, they're not with us anymore. So if, if you if you just can't hack it, you know, um, it's not just not the business for you. And, and that's not just for us. I would say that's probably for a lot of commercial real estate firms. In the industry. Yeah. And in in it just has to be. It's just a difficult difficult job so tell your favorite story about starting out for two years which one is that <laughs> i have a lot of favorite stories that <laughs> you i tell can edit over that and over part again. out the time about you give the same pitch to everybody that oh yeah yeah you so you know we tell people all the time and usually it's in the first interview look you're not going to make any money for uh, for at least nine months and when i say any money i mean any money zero dollars so you find somebody who's got a couch that you can sleep on um you know, if you can stay with your parents, that's great. Figure something else out. Uh, and so we've got a lot of guys who will go, you know, go do, they'll find other things. They'll, you know, they'll go bartend or do something else in, at night just to try to figure out how to get through that ramp up period. But inevitably, six months in, they'll come knock on my door and sit down and say, hey, I just wanted to let you, I haven't made any money. Um, and I like know, zero, you're, you're three like months zero. away from yeah, making exactly. money. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is a deal where if you can get through that, um, you know, we try to we really try to help guys through it through that period of, of struggle to establish yourself because you I mean there is you've got a lot a lot you got to know um, and you've got to be able to sit across from somebody who's making you know a huge decision for their business and be confident and, and gain that trust and that just takes time um, and so the guys that make it through it's a very rewarding deal uh, but there are like Greg said I mean we we, we churned through um, through a lot of folks uh, early on who have all you know, a lot of them gone on to be very successful in other things. Just this just wasn't the deal for them. Well, you guys have, like you said, a full service and a really dynamic group that you've kind of come together. This industry is an industry that a lot of people look at and there's a lot of excitement. I know here locally, just a lot of the development that's going on. 
you guys are, are very unique in the focus that you have in student housing and the development and, 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 and finding those opportunities for investors, for yourself, whatever. But what are some things that in your industry that you kind of see changing over the next couple of years and, and how, how are you guys specifically going to capitalize on that? Well, I, I lead the student housing team here. It's, it's what we do. I, I really, my personal focus is I work on sites for developers, um, either getting those sites listed or off-market sites. I, I, I know pretty much every student housing developer in the country, um, when they come in saying they're wanting a place in College Station, you know, the, years ago, I would say, okay, so I work on a site and these are deals that take two to three years to close. Probably I mean, just for the site. Yes. That's before construction. Yeah. That's before they start building. Okay. That's it. It takes that long to assemble some of these sites. Some of them might be a little easier, but a lot of them take, take forever. And so um, that's, you know, that's kind of one of the challenges is that you're you, this time frame. you have to, you know, you have to have a lot of stuff going. You have to have a lot of stuff in your pipeline to make it through there. You know, I mean, I got bills just like everyone else, you know, got to send kids to school and all that stuff. Um, so that's a, you know, that's a huge challenge, but what it's grown now is we started spreading into other markets. So we're like, how do we, you know, College Station obviously is a very up and down market as far as student housing goes. So for us, I, you know, we were like, hey, let, let's build a team to go to other markets because every market's different in student housing. And so if we can be really hot in one market while we're dead in another, that's fine. We're going to even out that, we're going to even out that money. And uh, um, so that's kind of what what I've been focused on, and I mean, we had a call yet. We had a call yesterday, and this developer, we we've got him one site, and he's like, "I want you to find me sites in Boulder, and in Nashville, and in Knoxville, and in San Marcos, and in you know, started wow. list me wow. about eight yeah. sites." Well, you know, I told our team, you know, let's get to work, you know, because these are frequent flyer miles, great, baby. Yeah, this is a great thing, and and it's tough because these sites you go after all take they um all the all the easy sites are gone in student housing these guys have picked over every market every major market's been picked over and so it's you know it's the, where we give value to our clients is that we're willing to go literally knock on doors you know just kick over rocks just trying to find piece together these sites until we have something to give them and so it's a it's a challenge you know the fact that yeah we're based out of college station but now we're moving into i mean i just got my broker's license in tennessee to start working on these and it's just it's and honestly at this point i'm thinking that like once a quarter i'm probably gonna have another state have to be done just you. to keep up with our That's keep exciting. up with our growth so wow. it's this idea that we talk about real estate's local, um, but trust travels. And, and I think when you build these relationships with folks and build that trust, you you can, the world now, you know, we talked about everything being on Zoom before we went on. Uh, you know, we all, 18 months ago, we all shift to Zoom and all of a sudden meetings that used to take a week to set up and a plane ride to wherever were happening immediately. And so building that trust you know, outside of just this community. You really compress the time. Absolutely. And so, you know, in the last two years, I mean, we've done deals in Tennessee and Georgia and Illinois and Missouri and all over the state that we never would have had an opportunity to do without mm -hmm. being forced into that, you know, different economy of, of being on a screen with somebody. So, uh, you know, that's, again, I think trust travels, you establish trust locally with folks. We're, I mean, we're all Aggies. We all live here. This is, you know, we all have deep roots in this community for a long, long time. But the ability to take the those relationships and, and help folks elsewhere is really something I think has changed in real estate over the last 10 years. Like Barry said, real estate is local and it always will be local, but it gets less and less local and it gets easier to do deals with the technology that's out there that allows guys like Greg and Barry to, to do what they've got to do uh, in different areas. And 
you know, I think one of the, the greatest future impacts on real estate, and I know they're probably just rolling their eyes, but I think AI is going to be a huge thing. And I think that's something that we have to figure out internally and, and get that ball rolling. But that's a, that's a huge, you know, carrot out there for us. Interesting. So how do you, how do you see that? I don't know. I mean, just, yeah. just, just, I don't, I mean, I'm, look, I don't, I don't claim to be the technology guy. Yeah. I know this is, uh, the geek in me is going, cool, <laughs> know. you know, I mean, if somebody, I, so a lot, you hear it a lot talked about. I'm a podcast nerd. I listen to it all. I don't ever hardly listen to music when I'm driving, but I listen to podcasts or audio books or whatever. And you hear people talk about it. And I'm just like, we got to figure this out somehow. And I've got in my mind the thought of it, but I, I don't know how to implement it at all. But hey, if you're out there and you know how to implement it, holler at me. So. Nice. Let the technology do <laughs> what the technology does best so that your people can do what your people do best. Absolutely. Right. Cause we got, the, we have the people. Yeah. It's a, it's exciting time. I mean, when this digital marketplace and everything going to, I mean, you hear about the tokens for real estate, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, like Bitcoin or what, I mean, whatever it is, right. There's just this whole new thing that's, that's popping up. It's exciting. It's, and, and being the oldest partner, I know nothing about it. You know, like <laughs> I, I literally told my wife last night, I was like, I got to get some new books. Cause I've got to learn at least <laughs> something about this stuff. And I, and I mean, I read a lot too. And I just feel like I know nothing about what's going forward, but it, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, if if you'd have told people that ten years ago that, or maybe I don't know, longer than that, twenty years ago, there'd be this thing called podcast. I mean, people be like, "Why would anyone do that? Or why would anyone listen? Why would to you it? listen to right. a radio on right. your phone? Right? Why right. would you do this? You know?" But now it's it's massive. So if you know, you got to be able to see things and say, "Okay, how can we? How can our business? You know, use these tools to even do a better job?" So what's y'all's vision? What's what's your BHAG? What's your big, hairy, audacious goal? We talk about that a lot here on on Aggie Growth Hacks, you know, and, and it's it's a huge part of growing and sustaining that that growth. What is y'all's BHAG? You know, we're it, it's it's a uh, a good question to ask right now because when we started the firm five and a half years ago or or whatever <laughs> it was, uh, no lie, we've got it. I mean, we got a picture of the of the whiteboard. IE one hundred was was on it, right? Awesome. Uh, We're here today celebrating so, with y'all. That's uh, so cool. You know, so so now it's what you realize when you get um, you know, when you get recognized for growth is how much harder it is to continue that, right? So now it's hey, how do we uh, you know how do we achieve this goal again next year and then the next year. And, you know, it's just the the nature of compounding. It's harder to grow, you know, at that rate, the rate you have to grow to, to, to be in this conversation year after year after year. So it's how do we do that? And I think really it's, you know, expanding, um, like we were just talking about expanding our business and our service, you know, beyond this community, which we've really already started doing. Um, you talked about, you know, what are the things that are affecting real estate? You know, you're starting to see these, these cloud-based um, brokerages where you don't really have an office and they're all over the place. And they're everywhere in, in the residential world and they're kind of starting to creep into the commercial world. And so how do we do that? How can we take what we think is the absolute highest level of service of anybody and we will we, you know we'll put our service up against anybody how do we take that and expand that outside of of Bryan College Station in Texas. To us, I think the the BHAG is global domination, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> finally, it, it, finally yes. someone actually said uh, it. That is, I know what you all think it. It's, no, but it is. It's how do we take what we you? do, what we do really well and and do that on a larger level uh, outside of the, the borders of this community. So there's your sound bite. <laughs> We're going to roll right now and have a break and hear a message from our sponsor. 
So guys, thank you all so much for that soundbite. Thank you so much for being honest. But seriously, there are some real nuggets that I know that our listeners are going to pull out of it. So let's shift over to the lightning round. Uh, this We're going to try to keep this a little bit a, a little bit fast and furious, but it's so interested to hear what y'all think about one of these. But let's just kind of go down the line. What's your favorite hack? It's business hack, personal hack. What you got? In, in my business, especially dealing with student housing developers, email is like the number one form of communication. It's not even close. And so I ha- I have to always stay up on my email and I will always, I, almost every night, even on the weekends, I will make sure, go to my office at home for 15, 20 minutes, go through my emails and make sure that I've answered everything and that it's all back in someone else's court so that I, and I'm, I sleep like a baby, you know, being able to do that. Uh, I would say waking up, working out first thing, and then going back to what Greg said, the email thing is I got, I have this app called Spark on my email on my phone or whatever. That's the, and I'm a computer and that's what, uh, I don't, they have snoozes and I don't write it down. I'm, it's done. I'm not going to, I'm not going to remember it at all. So I'll send emails to myself and snooze it to remind me to do it. Just a hack. Spark up. Check that out. Nice. We're all, it's funny that we just talked about all this technology and then all <laughs> go of our hacks go on email. Uh, but mine is email related too. I turn my email off on Friday afternoon. When I go home, I, I take it off my phone. I, you know, I don't, it doesn't show up on my phone over the weekend. Um, Good for you. And, and I think that has been for me having those. It's very annoying, by the way. <laughs> having those free days where I'm not, I can't even, you know, it, it takes so much for me to check an email that I just don't do it. Um, and then, yes, I turn it on, on usually on Sunday night. I'll have 19 emails from, you know, these guys saying, where are you? But they know how to get hold of me otherwise. Um, but yeah, I think that's taking, you know, that personal time uh, is key. Cool. Love it. Unplug in. That's cool. So what's your favorite advice that you've ever been given? That you're, you're just not going to be good at everything. You've got to delegate it. And as I've gotten older, I realized sometimes wonder if I'm good at anything because I just delegate as much. You're as good I at can. delegating. I'm good at delegating. That's about all I can figure out. I just it, it early on in my business career before Stafford Barrett and everything. I mean, I was trying to be the accountant and the attorney and and everything. I was trying to do everything and. I wasn't good at it. And so I got a lot better in business when I quit trying to be everything and just find the, find the people that are good at it and let them do it and do what you do. And I, I put deals together. That's that's what I'm good at. And so I just put deals together. So that that's all I handle. He's great at it. Uh, mine was is kind of weird. I remember it was actually back at A&M and I've, obviously my parents, I, I've got tons of great uh, things that people have told me, but this one in particular, I always relay because it was like, man, it was very unexpected, but it was a bowl practice and Greg Hill, the great A&M running back in the early 90s came to practice and he called it up and he gave a talk and in the middle of it he's like you know the smartest people always have two plans and I'm like I mean it's not wrong about that I was like if you're you can't just live life with one plan I think that's you're destined to fail no matter who tells you that I mean there's always those adages about burning a bridge you know and only look forward whatever but sometimes things come up so I think that the best advice that he that he said was just have a have a plan b essentially so my dad said a thousand times growing up, anything worth having is worth working for. And that's kind of been something that has always stuck with me. Another one that, you know, that recently I think it was a great, maybe not advice, but just really eye-opening was that you're 100% disciplined to your current set of habits. And that was, you know, we, we talk about discipline a lot and how hard it is, but really uh, you, you do you do what you do every day um, 100% of the time. And so those are two that I think have resonated with me. Uh, and, and I think that we've heard common threads throughout the last four seasons to be able to kind of hear that but but to see how you guys have that and then how you mold that together that advice that that background that y'all 
and and to be obviously be very successful. So each one of you has a superpower. <laughs> how do you, what is your superpower and how do they support one another? Oh man. I, my superpower, I guess, would just be the vision, like putting it together. Our two other kind of silent partners aren't, aren't here. Um, but we, you know, I knew them, we got everyone, I got everyone together to, you know, maybe do this to, you know, to the initial talks and then, you know, putting together for our development company and, and, you know, I own, part of the angry elephant and the the bars and, you know, and different real estate things and projects and everything like that. I, I feel like my superpower is just kind of the vision to see something and say, I think we can do this. Now, I'm not good enough to do it, but I think we can do it. Let me find some I'm going to delegate. Let me, get, let me delegate and find some good partners. And so I, I think that's, that's my vision is just, is, is being able to see things, see a need and, and try to, you know, put the right people together to, to take care of that. I don't know. I, I, this is a tough one, but I guess from hearing my wife talk and we have all girls and I'm sitting here, I see all the drama in my house and, and I'm, and I'm used to, you better be now, really careful <laughs> what you say right now. <laughs> what I mean by that is that I, I always get the comments of like, you wouldn't understand blah, blah, blah. You've, you've done football. My, my experience has, has molded me. No one can live life and not go back to what they've lived through and have that mold them. But I think what I've gone through teaches you a level of resiliency that, you know, a lot of people don't have. So I guess, you know, I'm not, it is what it is. So that I would say that. Persistence. Um, you know, I think that's something that's always been, I've been able to do. I tell they've heard the story a thousand times. I went on 63 interviews um, when I was trying to get into commercial real estate years and years and years ago. And the 63rd one was the, the guy that that hired me. Um, and that persistence, I think, has paid off. You have to have that in our business. You've got to be able to stick with it. And I guess if I have a superpower, it's nice. Pester. So it, it, it takes a lot for every entrepreneur to get out of bed and, you know, take care of business every single day, day in and day out, even if you are unplugging on the weekends, right? Um, what gets y'all out of bed and excited about Stafford Barrett and what you guys are doing? For me, it's just, it's putting deals together. I just, I just love deals. I just see them in my head. I see a piece of dirt and I just, I feel like I know what needs to go there and I just start working on it. I, it's fun to drive by some of these projects that, you know, I mean, you can literally say like, look in the mirror and, and say, man, I put that together. I mean, I, I there's lots of moving parts, huge parts, but it started with me saying, I think that's going to be a good site for this and then finding a user and, and things like that. I mean, to me, that's just, it's exciting. It's something I can look back when I'm, well, I'm already an old man, but when I get really old, <laughs> when I get really old, I look back and say, man, I, I helped put that deal together. And, you know, it's it's just some uh, an achievement that you can look at. And it's, you know, that kind of stuff is like way past the money. I mean, yeah, we're here to make money. We got to make a living, all that kind of stuff. But being able to see those kind of things is... Is, is really neat. And that's what, that's what gets me out of bed. Just the next deal. It's always the next deal. Well, the business is made by or fed by deal makers, Barry and Greg and, and the, the guys underneath. But it's, what's fun is to see the, the younger guys uh, every day do something different or do something better and, and cheering them on. I mean, to, that's the, the biggest thing. And we, we, we've gone from like Slack to teams to Slack. I don't know. I think we're at Slack now, but, but it's always fun when somebody gets a deal done. We have like the, the football games. They've got the, the turnover necklace or check. We got the deal <laughs> chain and all that stuff for the most recent, but it's fun seeing those guys improve every day. I mean, that's to me, that's what's uh, the most fun part of every day is, is the young guys improving. Yeah. I think, you know, 
I guess a couple things. One, you know, setting an example. We've all got kids and families, and and you know, I remember you know, as a kid seeing my dad get up and go bust his tail every day. And so setting that example for you know for my kids, I think is one. And then we have we just have such a, a great team, and we really like being around each other. And we spend, I mean, every morning we spend thirty minutes, forty five minutes, just sitting in the couches in the office, you know kind of talking about what's going on in life and in deals. And like Greg said, there's a lot of, you know, giving each other a hard time and busting each other's chops, but it really is. It's my favorite part of the day is going in and in the morning and sitting down and as everybody's coming in and drinking coffee and getting your start to the day. Um, So, I mean, I look forward to it every day. We got really busy this summer and we were really busy. People were on vacation, stuff like that. We weren't doing that. And we actually had some of the younger guys come in and say, Hey, how come how come we aren't sitting down in the morning? <laughs> yeah. And we were like, oh gosh, yeah, you're right. We haven't been and and kind of, you know, try to bring that back a little, you know, bring that back some. But it's, it is, it just gets kind of everyone in the right mindset to, to move forward for the day. And like I said, it's, it's a tough business. So yeah, you, you gotta get, you gotta get excited about something where you're just not going to be in it. Well, guys, thank y'all again for everything that you've shared with us. Congratulations on your Aggie 100 win. First of many, we're excited to celebrate with you guys tonight. If someone wants to reach out and and get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? I'm the website, staffordbarrett.com. Um, we're, you know, we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram, but you know, we did said earlier, like email us. Uh, yeah. Email. Email us. <laughs> not uh, on the weekend. On, not on the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, you, you can email great. me on the weekend and I will get back to you on Monday. Uh, <laughs> but no, email us, uh, the website, uh, give us a call. We're in South College Station. We've got a great, we got a great office in South College Station with some really comfortable couches. Come by and have a cup of coffee. told me we had a fax machine yesterday. We so. do have a fax machine. Wow. If you need to get us that way. Well, I can get you the phone number uh, <laughs> later. But yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're there, we're available. And, you know, it's, it's really important to us to, to be a part of this community um, and to be involved in this community. And so we're, we're not hard to find. Well, thank you all so much. Look forward to partying with y'all tonight. Absolutely. Great. Thank Thanks, you guys. Well, how about that, Ags? Was that amazing or what? There were some really valuable hacks that they shared with us. What was your favorite, Greg? Well, first off, Chris, I mean, I think all three of the guys were so dynamic and you, you can tell why they chose the real estate industry, uh, commercial real estate to, to be in, you know, really great energy, really great focus and, and extremely intelligent. To me, the thing that I really liked the most was that, you know, remember when they were talking about those, um, those couch chats or those, those informal yeah. coaching sessions yeah. where they actually spoke into and invested into their younger brokers, the next generation of employees. And, you know, I thought it was really cool that they realized that, you know, as business happens, they got away from that, but then they heard from their staff and they said, okay, we need to bring this back because this is something that's really valuable. And I applaud them for realizing that but I applaud them for starting the whole process to begin with. Uh, what about you? No, I totally agree with that. You know, I, mine was, was <laughs> I'm a geek, man, right? So uh, anything that you can give me uh, as a hack to help improve my day and my day is spent inside of email a lot, right? Yep, yep. And oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people's are nowadays, you know, 20 years ago, this would be a whole different story, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I, all three of them, their favorite hacks revolved around email. I found yeah. that super, super interesting. So, you know, Greg's was to reply to all emails before he goes to bed, right? Seth had uh, an, an app, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but, you know, he had an app that, that he said, you know, really helped 
uh, mm-hmm. with email. And then Barry said, I don't answer email on the weekends. I just don't even email me. Right. Good for I, him. I completely oh. unplug on the weekends. Right. So every, all three of them, their hacks revolved around email. But the cool part about that was they were all different. Every single one of them were just a little bit different the way that they treated it. Yeah. No. And email is such a way of, of how we communicate and how we do business. I will say, I also appreciate that they were the first entrepreneurs that were actually <laughs> honest with us and said, I want to dominate the entire world in this yeah. industry. So, I mean, I love yeah. that. I thought that was going to be your first one that you went to. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Well, Ags, that's going to do it for another episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you connect with Greg, Seth, and Barry on LinkedIn, Facebook. We also hope that you connect with us on LinkedIn or Instagram and that you join our Facebook group to continue the conversation. Chris and I would love to connect with you and share your story on a future episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. Finally, be sure to check out our website at aggiegrowthhacks.com. And while you're there, you can download and listen to the previous episodes and check out some of our other content. Aggie Growth Hacks was produced by fellow Aggies, Kyle Ackerman and Ben Wiggins with Podcast Architects. We also want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center has been the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website and find a program that's right for you. Just search up the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship in Google and head over there right now. Join us next time when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Till then, I'm Chris Hunter. And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig them. <laughs>